0: Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast here at ManxRadio.com.
1: Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Radio.
0: This week on MyTunes, we're talking water. Well, we're talking a lot more than water, but if I mention the AB project to you, you may well have seen them. Across the TT, you may have seen them uh, at the Food and Drink Festival a year or so ago. But I can tell you that I have Robin from the AB project with me and she's in the studio i was going to say all the way from knoxville tennessee but you've been here for a few years now robin
2: yes 2015 i moved here to the isle of man
0: now when we first chatted earlier i was trying to get your accent and i couldn't get it right because obviously i like to try and america's so big and i think people like us forget just how big america is and how many varieties of american accents there are
2: Yes, that's true. Um, And I'm from what we would refer to as the southeastern United States. Not as far south as the Alabama accent. Certainly not like up the east coast. We have our own Appalachian accent that's unique to our area.
0: And if I was to say, you do sound a bit like Dolly Parton, you wouldn't be offended.
2: No, I would not. I would not. Dolly Parton's hometown, Sevierville, Tennessee, is about... Um, 30 minutes from Knoxville where I was raised and she has Dollywood there. She has Dixie Stampede. She has a water park Dolly Parton does a lot for the community. She gives back. She's a obviously a performer. She's a songwriter She's a wonderful businesswoman. So, yeah, very, very proud to say that uh, I come from Dolly Parton Town.
0: Neck of the woods. Yeah,
2: Dolly's neck of the woods. Dolly's neck of the woods. And, if you know, now if I say Tennessee, people say Dolly. They used to say, number one, Elvis, or number two, Jack Daniels. But now they say Dolly. Wow,
0: that's something. And you mentioned that the projects that she's been involved in, all the educational side of it, the books project, the literacy project, quite incredible. Water. I said we're talking water, the AB Project. Before we go anywhere further with your music and growing up, because I want to talk about you growing up there, uh, tell me just basically the main driver for the AB Project.
2: The AB Project, um, short for Alternative Bottle Project, we're a global initiative to reduce the waste caused by the single-use plastic bottle. We are an outdoor event-based company, outdoor event-driven company, I should say. Uh, Our thought is to hit it at the source, where people are, outdoor events... You know, and the easiest thing to do is go to the concession and buy a plastic bottle of water. So we offer an alternative to that plastic bottle of water with souvenir bottles for purchase and chilled, filtered, refill stations throughout outdoor events. Uh, During TT 2022, we had a hydration station in the fan park. We had a hydration station in the paddock area, VIP. And then our event trailer was located right behind the grandstand. And we did, it was phenomenal, uh, the amount of refills we did. Uh, Chilled, filtered, manx water. We hook up to the mains. We run our water through a filter and then through a chiller. And we, we, you know, we don't discriminate. You don't have to have one of our bottles, one of our souvenir bottles. We'll refill anything. And, you know, we look at it. If we refill a single-use plastic bottle, suddenly it makes it not single-use. It keeps you from going to buy another one.
0: It's a great idea and what i love about it and i remember when i first met you and we talked oh it's years or so ago a couple of years ago at the food and drink festival it's so simple and so blindingly obvious that you know don't buy something you're gonna chuck away
2: exactly if, especially when you live on an island that has such yeah. palatable drinking water
0: yeah and it is lovely water
2: it's absolutely lovely water
0: it is, you go across somewhere and you're thinking i mean if i go down to see my friends in london it, it just tastes weird compared to our, our it man's does.
2: We're so fortunate.
0: Definitely. Now, before we... We'll talk a bit more about this, because obviously you're going to be at the Royal Show before we get to the Manx Grand Prix and everything. Correct. But uh, let's talk about you growing up, and let's talk about your first music choice, Three Dog Night. Now, what's drawn you to this?
2: Well, this song was released in 1970. One seventy-two, I guess seventy-one. I would imagine, and I was probably nine, ten years old, and I'm the youngest of three girls. My sisters at that time were teenagers, and at that time, the United States of America was involved in the Vietnam War. I don't know the UK's history in the Vietnam War.
0: Well, we weren't uh, in a combat role, but the activity around protests, etc., was huge here, as indeed it was uh, across America.
2: Yeah. So, and that started in '55 and ran what like to the, I don't know, 76, something like that. So when I was born, America was at war. And then when I was 10 years old, my sisters would play these songs, you know, rock and roll songs, because they, they were older, and I can remember them playing the little single records on their yeah. record player in their bedrooms. And I remember this song. It was just such a good song. It was a happy song during that time when, at that, you know, you only got the evening news. Um, and you saw all that from Vietnam, which at that time was a, you know, a country that seems so far away, it was a long ways away, but, and you never really got an explanation for why we were at war, why that was happening. So I can remember the song just as a child thinking it was just such a happy song and a time during the Vietnam War that made you, you wanted to hear that.
0: My guest on MyTunes all this week is Robin Birdsall, who is a huge part of the AB project and is here in the Isle of Man. I think, Robin, we, we talked a little bit about Tennessee and we talked a bit about Dolly Parton. Oh, we love Dolly. But what got you across to the Isle of Man?
2: My husband. We did had, he
0: drag you or did, were
1: you no, happy to come? No,
2: we, we had a long distance relationship for several years. And um, it just got to the time where it said, you know, we need to make this work. So uh, myself and my 12-year-old Jack Russell Terrier got on the Queen Mary 2. We sailed from New York to Southampton. And it was the easiest way to get your elderly dog to the Isle of Man. And uh, so here we are.
0: What a way to arrive. Yeah, it that was is... a
2: fabulous uh, seven-day crossing.
0: Yeah, that's, you know what, I'm not. I'm not that huge a fan of cruises per se but doing a crossing with a proper destination and like a voyage that does appeal it must have been very restful as well
2: it was very restful you know you have seven days at sea uh, we did it in january so uh, rough seas but it i mean the queen mary two is designed for that she's an ocean liner not a cruise ship our dog stayed in the kennel which you went down and had visits with her you took her out on walks you had actually you had priority boarding and um disembarkation because you had a dog. Uh, so it was it was a great experience.
0: I think it's a wonderful way to do the journey, especially when it's uh, like a full-time commitment that you, yes. you're coming across, not just a holiday. Uh, I want to go back though to Tennessee. I want to go back to growing up. America, I mean, it is so big. We in Europe sometimes just forget how big America is. And it's almost like so many, I mean, they're almost countries within the the whole big America did you feel connected to the whole of it or were you very much thinking Tennessee based when you were growing up
2: well we traveled quite a bit um through Kentucky the Carolinas Alabama Florida so the southern part of the United States you feel very connected to um New York not so much because we we don't I mean we have Nashville it's the biggest city we have in Tennessee Memphis but they're nothing like New York California to me seems like a different country yeah it does it's, it's a lot number one it's a long ways way and the culture is just so different but that's that's what's amazing about the United States there's different kinds of cultures just right there in your own country um, that you can experience
0: and different climates different um, and completely different landscapes as well all within this huge country
2: yeah and it's amazing in the United States you'll find that a lot of people don't really have passports because you can travel within the United States. You can go snow skiing, you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains, all within the states. And like during COVID, there were no state lockdowns, if you will. So even during that time, you could travel, say, from Tennessee to the beach in Florida, as long as you followed that particular state's, you know, masking, social distancing. So it wasn't as restricted as some... Countries were, or as we were here on the Isle of Man.
0: I'm going to have to ask you: are, are your parents still with us? Are they still alive? My
2: mother is still living.
0: Next time you talk to mum, can you ask her from me and everyone at Manx Radio if she remembers Bernie Quayle on the radio in Knoxville? Because Sir Bernard of Quayle, as he was known over there, Probably at a time when your mum would have been listening to the radio, I hope. He was a, a Manx radio legend, but he also was one, one of the few Europeans to really cut it on American Radio. So that'd be a great favour. Uh, let me know.
2: Will do, absolutely. Sir
0: Bernard of Quail. Yes. Bernie Quail. Right, that's that's the plug for Bernie. God rest his soul. Let's have today's, well, funny enough, he knew these guys and their mother. You're going to play the Bee Gees in a moment. He knew them really well and went over to do interviews with them in Miami, I think, where they, they were for a while. So what's d- drawn you to the Bee Gees?
2: Number one, they're, they're from the Isle of Man. I couldn't believe it when I was moving to the Isle a man that I didn't know that that the Bee Gees were originally from here or had lived here um, I was always a fan of them I was a fan of Saturday Night Fever a fan of John Travolta I mean he's just iconic um, and that particular song was just one of my favourites I can remember that as a teenager um, Saturday Night Fever won Academy Awards, I got British Music Awards, yeah I've just always been a huge fan of the Bee Gees
0: Let's have it and remember Bernie as well You should be dancing the Bee Gees <laughs> My MyTunes guest this week is Robin Birdsall, who will be at the Royal Show with refillable water bottles as part of the AB project at the weekend. She'll also be at the Manx Grand Prix. So we're going to talk a lot about water over the next couple of days here on MyTunes. Is this project expanding? Has it reached its sort of focus or is there more work to do?
2: Oh, more work to do, much more work to do, particularly in education, about teaching people about the difference that we want to make, teaching people that it's just its so much more convenient to go out of the house with your bottle of water and and get it filled at a tap, get it filled. You know, any restaurant, any bar, they'll fill your bottle with with tap water. I would imagine. I'm not putting that off on the restaurants, but I (laughs) imagine that if you said, oh, can you fill my bottle with tap water? I mean, so, yeah, education is the biggest thing and somewhat accountability. Our um, tagline is think big, act better. So it's just think about what you're doing and act better.
0: You know, somebody said to me, Mark, when we were little... And growing up, things were almost right. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, things like milk was in glass bottles, delivered in the big cities, certainly, by electric vehicles. Recyclable, reused glass bottles in the 50s and 60s across Britain, delivered by electric milk floats. I mean, it couldn't have been a better solution. And we sort of lost our way.
2: We did. And, and I, you know, I don't know why we did. Like I said, maybe it goes back to it's just so convenient not to yeah. have to think about what you're doing. or, um, I, And I don't know when the single-use plastic bottle of water got introduced in the United States. There is a theory behind that, that after the United States was out of the desert storm, uh, war, Gulf War, yeah. I should say, um, that's culture there because their water's not palatable. And the soldiers were assigned packets of drinking water um, packets of plastic bottle wa- water. And so maybe that culture came back with that. I don't know when I I can't tell you when it came in, in my lifetime, but I know when I was a teenager, we didn't buy single-use plastic bottles. No. You would you would not see them on the shelves in the supermarkets, you know, cases of water that are shrink-wrapped that people just, you know, we just didn't do that.
0: I mean, there are countries where you're advised by the uh, Foreign Office or the American equivalent, don't drink the Tap water, only use bottle, and that's different.
2: That's a whole different story, it's a
0: whole different ballgame. But in a country where the water is totally drinkable, and in the Isle of Man, delicious, great exactly. water, why would you bother?
2: I don't know. I, I that that's a good question, you know, and that's what we try to do with our event trailer and our hydration stations. We like to tell our story, we like to educate people on how we can make a difference by not doing that, and and we're not. Specifically against plastic, we know it serves a great purpose out there, and particularly in the medical field. You know, we just came through a, a global pandemic. We needed, you know, plastic things during that time, but the single-use drinking bottle, it it's that's not necessary.
0: No. no. Let's have today's piece of music, and I'm delighted we've come to a British rock iconic band. Now you love to tell me why.
2: Well, Queen. Um, Obviously, in the United States, we listen to Queen, too. I can I can say, though, I had no idea. I, listened to, I was a fan of Queen for years, but I had no idea how flamboyant Freddie Mercury was until later on. I guess that was music videos because we never had an opportunity to go see him in concert. But um, it came to me when I was watching the Queen's Jubilee on TV and Brian May and actually Adam Lambert yeah. performed. And how iconic is that? I mean how many bands do you know that loses their lead singer and they can replace it with someone and then still be successful i it's mean it's very rare. yeah it's very i can't think of any no. other that's done that and uh, obviously freddie mercury he was the man he was the one but adam lambert does such a great job and we sat and watched them actually my friends from america were over it was during tt we watched it on ketchup um and we had to Repeat it, because there they were in front of Buckingham Palace doing this song for the royal family, and it, it it was just a performance of a lifetime, and Brian May made the comment that he was so happy the Queen was celebrated 75 years, and he, then he kind of smirked and said, and I'm so glad Queen's still around. Yeah. 'Cause yeah. they could have not been, you know, so uh they're just uh, you know, they are the definition of sustainable. They <laughs> lost their lead singer. That's a theme here. Yeah That's a theme here. Yeah, they That's lost their lead singer, but they made it work.
0: Yeah. Sustainable, you see. You are moving into that it's that world again. Let's have the track, what's it gonna be, Robin?
2: Don't stop me now.
3: Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. Having a good time, having a good time. The shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger. You're a good time. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. If you want to have a good time, just give
0: Tomorrow is the start of the Royal Show. And please, don't go bringing any disposable plastic bottles because you will make Robin Birdsall, my guest, very unhappy because this lady is going to be there with her team and with her rechargeable water points from tomorrow. And honestly, thank you for doing it.
2: Oh, you're welcome. We're proud to do it. We're proud to be uh, with Manx Radio on there. We, we'll have our Manx Radio hydration station located near your van. I'm not exactly yep. sure where that's going to be. We set up later on.
0: I can tell you for now, just look for lots of purple things.
2: Lots of purple, yes. <laughs> and you
0: will, because Nicola, it'll be it'll be bedecked with purpleness, and uh, she'll make sure you can't miss us.
2: Well, we do have our hydration station uh, branded with purple and Manx Radio, so that's how you find us. We'll be there we refill any container. We will have, I think Manx Radio has given away some aluminum reusable bottles. Uh, they're with, if you win a game, you get a bottle. Yeah, perfect. But we refill anything. We'll refill a coffee cup. We'll refill a, a, you know, a, a Coca-Cola bottle, anything, a soft drink bottle.
0: You know, I was thinking over the couple of days that when I was a kid, we all used to have little water bottles, sometimes on our belt.
2: Like a little flask. Yeah. And we'd go out
0: to the park or we'd go out for picnics and stuff. We'd always, we'd all, and normally we'd have some weak squash or something in there, as we would call it, little lemon juice or orange juice in in there with mostly water. That's gone. It seems to have gone.
2: Yeah, and at the Royal this year, it's unique as there's not a mains water hookup on that location. Oh. So we're bringing in uh, palatable drinking water bowsers, IBCs, so that we there will be a source of drinking water on site. There's no need to buy a plastic bottle. Bring your bottle. Win a bottle. Yeah. Um, we will have some of our bottles there. You can, the Manx Wildlife Trust bottles that we had those at Food and Drink in yeah. last year. They'll be there. So... You know, just when we'll have five refill stations there, the hydration station has five refill points. It'll be chilled, filtered, makes water. And like I said, it's free, unlimited. We don't discriminate. We refill anything.
0: What I like as well is, uh, I remember seeing this at the Food and Drink Festival, there's a little counter that is visible to you when you're refilling your bottle. It shows you how many plastic bottles that could have been. And I think that is a very good visual reminder
2: yes it is and it, it goes back to accountability it just you know look look at the difference you're making be accountable for your actions
0: can there be other dimensions to this i mean we've got the water thing which is brilliant is there other stuff on the horizon for ab
2: well as you mentioned earlier we will be back at the grandstand for manx grand prix we have a team in the u.s my business partner in the u.s they do arts festivals music festivals kids parties Hot air balloon festivals. So we're doing that in the States. We have just joined with uh, the RAF Benevolent Fund to do... We always pick a charity. Uh, Manx Wildlife Trust is our charity for TT and for food and drink. We give a portion of all of our proceeds back to charity. Um, So we've just partnered with uh, the Royal Air Force Benevolent Fund to do an event in the U.K., we've not determined that event yet. We've not got all that addressed, but it'll be in 2023. So we're really looking forward to that.
0: Moving forward, expanding, and it's just such a simple, great idea. Robin, thank you for coming on this week. Have a great weekend tomorrow and Saturday. And our final track... Oh, are we going back to Tennessee for this one? We are.
2: Tennessee Whiskey. Oh, yeah. It's a duo between, um, a duet, I should say, between Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton, which are two very unusual people to partner in a song. Obviously, Justin Timberlake needs no explanation. Chris Stapleton is a country music artist, songwriter. He's done songs for Adele. He's done songs for Ed Sheeran, Peter Frampton. So I'm not that much of a country fan, but when you put someone like Justin Timberlake together with Chris Stapleton, it's an amazing song. And Tennessee Whiskey, I mean, Jack Daniels, that's, that's what we're known for.
0: Perfect. Here it is. And Robin, thanks for coming on this week.
2: Oh, thank you so much.
1: If it was the only love oh. You're i love
3: Now, the bottom of the bottle's always dry. But you, when you put out your heart, didn't waste it. Cause there's nothing like your love.
0: Many thanks to Robin Birdsell for a cracking week on MyTunes, and here's to her and everybody involved in the AB project. It's a brilliant initiative. I'm Mark Tiley. Uh, Join me again for the morning show, the sure morning show, 9.30 to 12, soon as you can. And keep coming back here to manxradio.com for more podcasts appearing every day.